0: Welcome to the business of doing business. I'm your host, Dwayne Kerrigan. With 35 years in business and close to 30 ventures across 12 industries, I've seen a lot. Amid the celebrity allure of entrepreneurship, many exceptional entrepreneurs remain shadowed. Here, I team up with these hidden talents to unveil their challenges and successes. Dive in with me to unearth entrepreneurial gems, learn from our experiences, and get educated.
1: So talking about ChatGPT, funnily enough, because I've been working with Kurt on the, obviously the incubator concept, but also the um, what I've called the oath concept. So I went into ChatGPT and was having a conversation with it about around this topic, which is kind of why does social, you know, why does social discourse online so easily, you know, descend into the quagmire, of, you know, and it you know, it's, it's coming back with this kind of. Bullet points of you know all the things that I'd enumerated and figured out last year. It just you know reels off in in thirty seconds type of thing. You're like, damn! So you don't need
0: your kitchen cabinet (laughs) anymore.
1: (laughs) I just need chat gpt Tell those guys to fuck off. So I asked. I just said, okay. So one of our ideas was this uh, from last year was the Hippocratic Oath for you know online discourse, and we kind of kicked the tires on it. And it was kind of under the you know create a movement type of bucket of ideas. So I said to it, well, you know, what would be a Hippocratic Oath for public discourse? And I was thinking, you know, where do I start? How do I write this thing? And, uh, you know, so it comes back and it's kind of spooky. So this is literally what it came back with. I swear to uphold the following principles in my online discourse. I will strive to do no harm with my words and actions online. I will respect the privacy and dignity of others and will not engage in any form of cyberbullying, harassment or hate speech. I will use my words and actions to promote understanding, empathy, compassion and not spread misinformation or propaganda. I will acknowledge and correct my mistakes and engage in constructive criticism and dialogue with those who disagree with me. I will use my influence online for the betterment of society and will not engage in any activity that may cause harm or damage individuals or the wider community. I will uphold the principles of free speech, but I will use my platform responsibly and with integrity. I recognize the power of my words and actions online and will use them in a way that promotes the common good and fosters healthy and respectful dialogue. I swear to these principles with the knowledge that my words and actions have the power to affect others and the world around me. Wow. I was like, you're kidding me.
0: <laughs> There's not a lot that you have to uh, correct you know, I, I on that. I tweaked eh? a few
1: words and I was just like, sure. damn. And then I thought, you know, you think what ChatGPT does and the way it works. I thought, well, if I'd have read 300 books Billion or whatever it is, pages of information and human lat words. So the, so the entirety of human knowledge online. If I had read all of that and remembered it and could recall it based on statistical significance, maybe I could have come up with that. <laughs> but that's ChatGPT. I mean, it, it when he, when you look at how it works, you know, it's got all its flaws. Don't get me wrong, but it's just a, you know, in a very simplistic way of looking at it, it's kind of a probabilistic model. Trained on the, you know, entire human knowledge that's available online. So what it comes back with may not be correct, factually or otherwise, but it's probabilistically distilling all human knowledge that's available online. Scary shit.
0: It's mind-blowing. I mean, it's, it's scary, but it's so exciting at the same time. I mean, think about how much work you would have had to have done just to come up with that as a basis. Puts that out. I mean, the time um,
1: and the energy yeah. and the focus. And it's, you know, my natural biases and you know, I I may have got some of those points, but I would have probably added a whole bunch that were that someone, you know, would look at it who isn't me and just kind of say, Well, that doesn't make any sense. But it's like, how can you argue with with Chat GPT in a way? This is not me. This is what Chat GTP has distilled from what humanity has published online around this idea. That's not my words. We just used it a couple times
0: this past weekend. We had um, we were writing a, a, a description for a property that that we're developing, and so she sent it to Tennille and said, "Hey, can you just wordsmith this a bit?" Tennille's pretty good with words, so could you just wordsmith this a little bit and change it up? We'd like to modify it a little. And we were driving. And she's like, oh, "I don't have time for this shit." And so she so she she can, she flips open her computer. She doesn't even tell me what she's doing. She puts it in through Chat GPT and she puts it out, and then she. She reads it to me just like what you did. And I was like, wow, like that is so much better. There was a couple of words and things like it didn't, couldn't comprehend. Took her 30 seconds to tweak it. Like it really, and the whole process took maybe four minutes and she sent it back to them and said, here you go. How's this for a change? And she read it and she's like, holy shit, you're amazing. Like this is so good. And you did it so quickly. She said back. Thank chat gpt Like it's and they were blown away. They're like,
1: really? Where does chat GPT four take this? I think it gets progressively it's only as up to date as the last set of data it was trained on. So you have to keep retraining the model with more, you know, humanity produce I can't remember what the stats were, but you know, it produces more in a year than were produced in the last hundred years, type of, you know, you know, with the invention of the internet. So There's always new knowledge, you know, in quotes, shall we say, loosely loosely called knowledge. You know, the newer models become, they get more knowledge that they've been exposed to, um, which means, you know, they can be more temporarily relevant, up-to-date on news and events and whatever it may be. And then the models, the number of parameters that they use in these models, they can keep growing. And the more parameters you get, the more precise the probabilities can be. And that's not at all really accurate of what's going on, but it's a way of thinking about it, which is hey, if, if I've got a bigger model with more parameters, it means I can create more connections and it means I can essentially have more, dis, you know, distinguish between, between things at a more precise level. It will become more accurate potentially in what it produces or more nuanced in what it produces. or So, you know, those are, you know, probably the things you get but the models that they're using and the they way they work are unlikely to suddenly become superhuman they're superhuman at the moment because i can't recall i haven't read everything online for a start and if i did i sure as hell couldn't recall it recall this thing kind of compresses all of human knowledge into this model you know the petabytes of human knowledge that are out there and compress, which is kind of what our brains do in a way. They take everything that we see, all the stimulus we get from our senses, and they compress it. And we remember a small fraction of it, but it's the fraction that's important to us as we experience reality. So in some ways, the model's doing a similar idea. It's taking everything, compressing it down into a model that now when you can have a conversation with it, it can kind of come back and, you know, answer your questions, whatever it may be. So so I think it gets just it keeps getting better and better. You saw the difference between ChatGPT 2 and 3. The language was more precise. The answers it could give were longer. They were more nuanced. At some point, you know, there will be a new innovation probably, which will be, it's not just ChatGPT 100, which is this model, just bigger and badder. It's going to be ChatGPT 5 or 6 will be, oh no, we've got a new breakthrough. And now we've got a new way that the model or the system was working or has been built such that it's even factually correct, you know, can cross-check itself, can tell you why it thinks this way. You know, there's a big problem at the moment. You go chat to you, well, why? (laughs) Why did you just tell me that? And it's like, well, it doesn't, it has no consciousness. It's not, there's no awareness. There's no intelligence really there. It can't tell you why. Even the engineers, you know, we. I can't look at it and tell you why. It, it's just a massive connection of wires that probabilistically come out with a response. So, you know, I think you'll see. You know, probably where it goes is if I'm if I'm using it for medical diagnosis, it, it sure would be nice to say, well, yeah, but why? Oh, well, because this journal and this that and da, 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 you know, that's what you would kind of expect. It can cite the references you'd expect from you know, truly what they call what used to call in the old days, old uh, like really early days of AI expert systems and they were rule-driven systems, but at least they could tell you why. They would kind of go down a tree and kind of say, you know, we reached this diagnosis because I can go back up the tree and say, you know, I I chose that over that, I chose that over that, and I chose that over that based on the symptoms or, you know, whatever it might be. So, you know, that's certainly one of the holy grails for today's AI is explainability. Because, you know, when you put them in cars, or you have chat, chat GTP coming up with things that may not, even true, yet people say, "Oh, you know, it came from chat. It's like, it's on the internet, so it must be true. Uh, It'd be nice if you could do some kind of reasoning and say, well, you know, why did you drive into that truck? (laughs) Uh, Why did you uh, tell me uh, that, you know, Abraham Lincoln is still alive?
0: Right. So, do you think it turns into, like, a Jarvis type of environment? You know, where we're, we've talked about this before, like, how much Tenille has like civilized me as a human being, coming from where I was, my past and whatnot. And it's like, you know, if if everybody had a Tenille, for my world, like mm-hmm. saying, she's the be all in all, I'm just saying. But <laughs> hey, but hang on, are you offering Tenille to
1: everyone? Is no, I'm you not offering to I'm anyone. Pretty sure There's, that's what you said. No,
0: that's definitely not what I said. Unless, well, it depends on how much they're willing to pay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there,
0: <laughs> but. You know, if everybody had a tenille, like where you could just like, cause we spend so much time together. So it's like, it's always like, oh, you know, I just rhyme off with her riff. It's same as like when we talk and it's like you're riffing and you're just throwing ideas and you know, you walk away and go, oh, I've got a, I have a different lens now that I'm able to view this to on. And it changes my perspective and my opinion. And, you know, ultimately then my actions it would be an interesting advancement in technology, so, uh, I forget the guy I was listening to on, on a podcast and he said, if you look between the years of 1973 and, and 2023, that 50-year span, his argument that technology really has not evolved the way people think it has, when you take 1902 to 1952, you know, when you had the advent of power flight, you've got, you know, television, you've got, I guess, I don't know if lights in there or that was before. But when you think of all the technological advancements that occurred between in, th- in that first 50 years of, you know, 1900s to the early 1900s to the 1950 and 73 to now, really, there's been advancements in the existing technology, better screens, better this, better that, but not really massive technological advancements but that would be a significant especially when we just finished that conversation regarding shift of consciousness if you had a little
1: better angel
0: sure you really want to do that
1: funny you should so one of the other ideas we had coming out of last year's brainstorming was exactly that moderating human behavior taken out out of context could could be 1984 and pretty scary kind of idea, but it the it was the idea of could you use AI to be the better angel sitting on your shoulder as you're sitting there typing something or, you know, saying that tweet or knee-jerk reacting, you know, without taking a step back to that post on Facebook and could maybe saying hey, why don't you take a break for a moment? Why don't you think about that? Are you sure you want to say it that way? So, you know, again, Culture versus governance. Everyone's trying to deal with it after the fact when it's happened. If you can get ahead of it, and as I said, the oath is all about, you, you, know, you know, the tagline, calling the better angels of our nature to come out and play. If you had something there as a little bit of a conscience, maybe, you know, we'd see a different behavior.
0: Yeah, I would avoid calling it moderating human behavior. <laughs> <laughs> you you <laughs> think? But... but But you're right. No, but it's, so as you were talking about that, it it, it made me thinking, I was thinking about it earlier in the podcast, which was, you know, they've taken all of Tony's content and logged it all, every video, every conversation, every interview, et cetera, et cetera. And then the whole concept was for them to bring to life. Tony, once he is done, finally retires or passes away or whatever happens. And however, they tend to, want to use that IP uh, and how they decide to deliver it. But it would be interesting when you, if you had somebody like that, if you took Gandhi and all these, you know, mother Teresa and these, you know, impactful world leaders and influencers that have changed culture and changed uh, mindset, it would be interesting to to actually have that. Yeah. Because there's so many times where, you know, you write an email and you just, you know, kind of stop yourself, and you. Go, oh. But ten years ago, or fifteen, twenty years ago, I never, I never stopped myself. It was just like, ah,
1: and then you know, explode. It would be interesting. I think it's very much in the realm of possibility to have, you know, to be moving towards a Jarvis-like thing. I can't think, but that's got to be really
0: close to. I mean, my new Apple Watch, when somebody sends me a text, it customizes answers Mm -hmm. based on the text that I just realized that, like,
1: the other day. That generative technology, Google's had it in email, if you use Gmail. They introduced that probably three years ago, maybe, where it would start to do kind of autocomplete recommendations based on, again, probabilistic, connected, you know, machine learning and trained models. So we've seen, you know, you've seen it, it's just, it's been like boiling the frog. You know, all of those little innovations by, you know, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Apple, they've been introduced in little ways. Siri, I mean, you could never have done a Siri or Alexa uh, without some of these, the models that, you know, are the foundation for something like ChatGPT. Just the human voice recognition and response just was terrible until you kind of had some of these innovations the th- getting all the way to a job is which i think because it's in the movies it's likely to happen i you know i just think there's that kind of it's in human consciousness it's in the in the mindsets of entrepreneurs you know siri probably predates iron man and was probably one of the you know the science informs movies you know nonfiction, which then informs kind of our next generation of science so We're not far away, and we're a long way away. I think truly having something that is that capable and intelligent across, like embodied in the physical world. ChatGPT is great, but it's not embodied in the physical world in any way. It's not connected to anything that does anything in the physical world. Uh, A Jarvis was kind of this, you know, it's this thing that can do shit for you and get things done for you type of idea. But
0: if you were just looking to influence people's response, right? Like...
1: That's an easier.
0: You solve a lot of problems when you can lengthen the distance between stimulus and response. I mean, that's where most chaos happens is something happens and there's an instant response that is either overblown or overdone. So I'd be interested in getting involved in an app that you could attach to your email, your texting, your tweeting, your whatever that just would pop up and went, are you sure you want to send this? Like. And that might be all you fucking need. It's just like, hey, we're identifying certain words or certain language or certain, which you could probably easily do. There's an algorithm out there for it already. And then, you know, people could buy the app, put it on their phone, and it's like, you know, here's an alternative solution to, or, uh, you know, an alternative verbiage to that phrase, you know, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Which could be like, I'm very upset right now, and I'm not sure how to respond. You, you know what I mean? It could be just simple, something simple like that. It's, I mean, we talk about this all the time with our sales teams. It's like they respond on their emotion rather than just stop, take yourself out of it, and focus on the person that's in front of you and what they're about and what they need, and then ask a question that just simply meets their needs that is and if there was just a little bit of that I mean that would go a long way. And, it, and I can't help but think that it would not start that evolution of consciousness because n- there's nobody around anymore to what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. Whereas, like, my filter was my mom's foot up my ass. I mean, really, it truly was. Like, if, I mean, we lived in a small town, but if, if she heard, oh, your son was doing this or that. If the school wanted my behavior corrected, the school didn't have to do shit to me. All they had to do was call home, and it would be like, "Oh yeah, we'll take care of that." Click, and you know, I'm grounded. I'm scrubbing a. I'm getting a belt. I'm whatever <laughs> discipline, and it would be a, a far like it would go from you know physical discipline to you know active work or or whatever. Take away so they usually didn't take stuff away from us, but there was that ability to have consequence to action if you could just lengthen the distance from stimulus and response you could solve a lot of the of the things that are happening online in social media it's just slowing things down a bit look at this this basketball player that just showed that gun in his was it a tweet or whatever whatever i don't know what he was doing snapchat or whatever did you hear about that this guy goes at a bar uh plays for the, i think the grizzlies and he showed a gun on one of his tweets or Snapchats or Instagram, I think it was Instagram actually, and posts an Instagram response and he's got like a a gun at a bar and it was asinine. Like like somebody could have been just, you know, when he posts that Instagram and it's like, okay, wait a second. We're going to just hold this for 30 seconds. Would you like to not send, you know, even now when I'm, I, I think I was sending an email and it said, on the bottom of it now, it tells me like cancel the send or whatever it is.
1: I think that's on Outlook now. The email tools all added in the delayed send so that you could, you know, undo, stop the send if suddenly you had a change of heart or, you know, oh crap, I forgot to add the attachment or whatever it is. And if you think we already have pretty much in you know, all of these tools and The operating systems that we use already correct our spelling for us, or at least tell us when we spelt something wrong. Some of them, and you can get uh, like Grammarly, which I use a lot for grammar checking, will tell you whether it's well-written English, we say, from a grammar standpoint. And that was kind of the, the model for, you know, moderating human behavior, again, not a great moniker, but what if you could just have those tools go one step further and just say, are you sure you want to send this right now? Or that tone is kind of a bit condescending to you. Is that what you intend to say? Just to put a little bit of a break in there. So, I mean, I think that is, there's a, we already have the infrastructure. It just needs someone, at a Google or a Microsoft or Grammarly themselves to kind of add that, that additional layer. So it's, you know, spell checking, syntax, grammar, great and tone and intent, which Grammarly can already kind of do some analysis of that. You can say, you know, I'm, when it looks at your writing, it can score it based on, you know, am I trying to be official? Am I trying to be colloquial? You know, so on and so forth. So I don't think it's beyond the realm. And then uh, coming out of the social dilemma, the folks who started that created a push to voluntarily get Facebook to disable the post. Once it's been reposted three times, if I want to post it again, let's say I'm the third person, I've got to copy it, create a new post, and then send it to my friends. And the research uh, that I think Facebook themselves did, if I remember, was that simple act significantly slows down the spread of dis and misinformation, like significantly, making it so it's not just a mindless dopamine, push the button, reshare, you know, repost to everyone in my f- group oh, I've got to like copy and paste it that's not that important and yet Facebook won't do that so on your journey to solving the consciousness
0: of a billion people why don't we just create a fucking app make a quick hundred million and then solve your other bigger problem
1: and then buy a big boat.
0: <laughs> yeah and then we'll solve your big consciousness problem on a fucking 200 foot yacht it seems like Super
1: no-brainer to me. Seems so like the obvious thinking. Oh,
0: I like yeah. your thinking. I mean, I, I like to keep things simple, as you know.
1: Not a bad idea.
0: Honestly, I don't,
1: I don't know why nobody's up. done
0: it. It completely makes total sense. Every single kid should have that posted on the. thing. Are you really, for age group, it's like, would your mom approve of this? You know, LOL. Like, make a joke, change the state. Exactly. Because like, that's the problem, is like, people get into a state and they're, they're not reacting. They're only reacting to the state the, that they're the, in.
1: Exactly. It's the And that's the way the platforms are. That's what I talked about earlier. If you can get the regulation to change, you know, force the platforms to change because it seems like they don't want to change themselves because they're wiring you <laughs> to press that button because that's what gets what they want. If you created something. That
0: allowed them, because I don't even think it would be, are you sure you want to send it? Fucking right, I want to send it. Like it, all that does is make them more significant or more certain because it just engraves. But if you had, you know, if you're thinking it out and you go, well, what if something actually changed their state? Popped up a little joke or a little whatever. It's like, I just think in general, I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it's a phenomenal business.
1: No, and we did seriously, you know, in, in all seriousness, we kicked the tires on that one. It's, it's one of the eight of the concepts that we came up with, uh, you know, variation of a theme, but, you know, in, in and around what we just talked about. From a business, you know, from making it successful, what you've got to figure out is the dynamics of why someone would install it. So you can build it, and it can work really well, and it can do what you intend. But there has to be a reason that's going to drive someone to install it and use it. Social influencers. So that's what same, you need. Same as what you talked about earlier. Exactly. So you yeah, need. You find a
0: social influencer like a The Rock or exactly. a Selena Gomez, and all of a sudden there's 500 million people because that's like they have like. So she think she has 390 million people on her, on her Instagram insane. or Twitter or whatever it is. Twi- Twitter, I think it is. I mean, you, you get those. There's 500 million people. I mean, that would help draw attention to it, but it's, it's the story of regret. right? It's like how many times have you gotten a fight with your significant other or your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or somebody that, you know, a friend, and afterwards you're like, fuck. Like, you have this regret don't drink
1: the text.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think, I think there's a lot of reasons. I think there's a lot of compelling reasons that you could convince people to, to do that. Yeah. And even if you got it to the point where it was super low cost.
1: Technically it can be challenging, particularly on devices, mobile devices, because of the access that you would need to all the other apps and everything to be, so that's where it kind of the friction becomes more challenging. You know, you could do it as a browser extension, say on a desktop, which sits there and doesn't, you know, there's that. that's a manageable and doable, at least for things where you're posting online. And if you're using the, you know, an email client within a browser, mobile devices get a little tricky because I need to have, I need to be able to see what you're typing into Facebook or what you're typing into the iMessage app or, in, you know, the iOS it doesn't allow you to do that. Uh, without the user, you know, giving you permission every damn time, and you know, rightly so, they don't want some malicious piece of software, you know, monitoring everything you write. You know, those are called viruses <laughs> and mm-hmm. malware. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it, there's every, yeah, I mean, nothing is easy in this world. Otherwise, it would have been done. But yeah, no, for sure. You know, where I ended up with the Hippocratic Oath was at a starting point. It's kind of whatever you do is kind of you almost. If you're going to influence people at scale, it's the old, again, another old adage, but you know, if, if you want to build a platform, better to build it on the back of someone else's platform. So, you know, go find people with, with the reach that you can enlist in the cause. And again, these are, you know, more for the good of humanity type initiatives and then get them to promote. And then you have to think about the engagement model and the reward model to kind of, tie you know to have it become a virtuous cycle for the people who are using it so just not not a dumb idea by any means
0: it reminded me of a story we had a family friend who we we actually we rented their cottage and they had two daughters more their their one daughter was like just like she had everything i mean she was beautiful. She was friendly. She was smart. She was hardworking. She was like, she was just one of those kids you just look at and go, wow, I hope my son marries somebody like that. She has just got her head on straight and glued together and just a fantastic girl. We spent two, three summers, taught them how to wakeboard, surf, all that kind of stuff. She went to school. She went away to school and she was up in Sault Ste. Marie, distance away from her parents and everything. She was in a long distance relationship with her boyfriend. She was 18 at the time. They got in, um, a text fight back and forth, texting back and forth. Some really awful things were said and it led her, she was up in this university up north, she was taking like a environmental program and she was big into hunting and outdoors stuff. And she had a shotgun up there to hunt with. And uh, in because of the text fight and the things that her boyfriend was saying to her, in the moment she saw no way other way out and blew her head off with a fucking shotgun. Jesus, those are the stories where you go, that did not have to happen. I am sure that young man regrets every For fucking the word he texted rest of his life. But you get in a state. And it's not him. It's, you know, you give up your, your, your values, your beliefs, and your rules in order to meet your needs. You know, in that moment, and sure, you'd love to blame him. But as kids, we all did it. We, you know, we still do it. You know, still get in an argument with my wife and say shit I don't mean. And I just think, you know, for those kinds of reasons, it's a, it's a mission worth pursuing. Yeah, you're doing great things,
1: man. Well, starting. Just starting. I see where this one... Where this road leads, big, hairy, audacious goal for sure. So where it goes, nobody knows. Well, like you say, it's, it's, uh, it
0: doesn't have to be finished work, right? I mean, it's about the process. It's, uh, it's a long-term goal, but like you say, you start small, right? You start in and, and different, I think, different avenues. Like, can't, I can't help it. Why is an app like that not
1: in existence? Yeah. I mean, there may be something I'm trying to, I'd have to, I didn't do a, we didn't deep dive into land's competitive landscape to see if anyone's specifically doing that. There may well be, you know, some of the AI developments that we've literally seen over the last couple of months, you know, figuring out the intent of what someone's writing is not an easy thing for machines to be able to do, given the nuance. And, you know, is what I'm saying ironic? Is it humor is it you know so it's actually that part of it is pretty tricky and you know maybe with some of the ai today it becomes more feasible to do but there was some I remember a decade ago there were in the marketing kind of brand development space there were software there were platforms that would offer you to monitor all of what customers were saying about you somehow figure out the intent and whether you know they were saying good things about you or bad things about you you know, in, in the social world, you know, the different places people can post now, you know, those platforms probably still exist. You know, I, I don't know that they were particularly great at that time. So, uh, but it's feasible. And, you know, obviously we talked about the idea of the Hippocratic Oath and that particular concept. But, you know, when you and I talked the other day about Shift Happens as the container, the the incubator for ideas, Shift Happens is... The oath is an idea that I'd love to go pursue under the guise of it's one of many ideas over the next decade that I might like to go pursue. So shift happens gives, you know, is that container to kind of say, hey, this is not just about one idea to solve a problem. This is about the first of many ideas. Some of them may not even be my ideas and I may not be the one pursuing them, but I'd love to create something, a vehicle, allows me to pursue many ideas to try and solve and tackle you know and again shift happens is the you know takes it from civil discourse it's the one that really has the you know embodies my kind of massive transformative purpose which is how do you shift the consciousness positively shift the consciousness elevate the consciousness of a billion people so shift happens is the vehicle to go pursue that purpose. The Hippocratic Oath idea is just one, you know, idea, one business that may be of hopefully many over the next decade that I can either lead myself or help others lead to go wake up humanity.
0: That's the incubator yeah, that, format
1: that you're talking about launching, right? Yeah, you I know when you're doing, you know, the incubator is like, it's very, it's very yeah, and great but what does it mean specifically? Now you've kind of got both ends of the spectrum, which is okay. This will be interesting to do, but it's really interesting for me to do because it's part of the shift happens incubator, and that to me says, "Hey, this is just one of many things you can go pursue," which is way more interesting than just saying this is the only thing you're going to pursue over the next ten years. You know, we'll see. See what happens. YPIA. I
0: love it. Well. Thank you again. Appreciate you. My pleasure. Fun. We'll, uh, we'll do it again for sure, though. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you being with us. If you found value in the show and know a friend or a co-worker who could benefit from the conversation, please share the link via text or on social media. Remember, each share creates a ripple effect of knowledge and inspiration. We'll see you next week. The views, information, or opinions expressed by guests during the Business of Doing Business podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Dwayne Kerrigan and his affiliates. Dwayne Kerrigan, or the Business of Doing Business podcast, is not responsible for and does not verify the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform listeners are advised to consult with a qualified professional or specialist before making any decisions based on the content of this podcast.